0: Hello. Hello, one and all, and welcome to the podcast we call The Fantastival, with myself, Steven Esbaum. In the podcast, I invite my guests to come on, talk to me all about their musical tastes, their memories, their experiences, and they get to collect their fancy festivals, which I have christened Fantastivals. I hope everyone is well. After a week off, I hope everyone had a lovely Valentine's Day, a half-term, a holiday, wherever you've been. I hope you've had the best week, and a massive thank you to my last guests, who were Ben, Lewis and Josh from The Awesome Revivalry, which was a great, fun episode. If you've not heard that one, please go back into the archives and give that one a listen. So that was 118. Today is 119. I'm delighted to introduce Rock and Roll's favourite magician, described by Liam Gallagher as the coolest magician about. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest this week is the one, the only, it's the Magic Mod. How are we doing, mate? All right? All good, mate. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. I'm chuffed. You're getting to join me, I'm looking forward to talking to you all about magic, music and lots more. But I always like to check in with my guests, make sure they're good from a mental health perspective. So, Ben, mate, how are you?
1: I'm oh, great, mate. I am great. Just on tour at the moment with the uh Jones Jonestown massacre. So I'm in a basement in uh Dublin. Which uh I'm trying to probably while well, the Wi Fi is dropping in and out. So you have to if you can't hear me, just let me know. But <laughs> it's like life's good, man. Life is good. Honestly, like I'll be honest probably the, the happiest I've ever been in my life mate and I'm 32 years old and it's you know a few life changes and that and and it's amazing what you can do for yourself and obviously being on tour with this band it is a dream come true I've been a fan of their music for a long time and you know to hope to to have Anton offer me to be on the full UK and Ireland tour mate dream come true so I must be doing something right
0: yeah absolutely and you were saying before we start recording you've done Barrowlands you've been to Birmingham you've generally gone down really well um, so it sounds like a great success. The to tour, All right,
1: mate? L- let me tell you, like a lot of people, uh, it's hard to explain. But like with a band, if it don't go well, no one's going to hear, or no one's going to hear someone shout something because the-, the people are playing guitar or drums and it's too loud, right? With a magician out there, I've been in front of uh, Barrowlands was just under two thousand. We had um, a Manchester Ritz. What's that old one thousand two hundred? Something like that. Each night has been sold out. All these tour, all these nights have sold out, right? And it's just me on the stage. So, if people didn't like me, I think I would find out Shoot. soon enough, especially in Glasgow at the Boroughlands. So, hey, if they didn't like me, I'm sure they would have told me. But I think what people see is I'm just loving what I do. I go out there and do it to the best of my ability. I don't go out there and have a chip, you know, I don't go out there and think I'm going to cure fucking diseases and all that. I go out there in the hope that people are going to feel entertained. You know, I'm not one of these people who's full of myself. Probably a few people think I am, but I'm not. I I, I think I'm really laid back and chilled out. Which seems see is what you get. The same person you're speaking to is the same person who's on the stage. The only difference is I have a deck of cards in my hand. So, a-
0: so in terms of the magic then, how, how did you get into magic? How did that come about? Because there's not many people advocating or many people within the music scene advocating magic. So how did you get into the magic scene?
1: That's true. I've not actually seen anyone. There probably is if I looked, but no, there's not. In fact, listen, I ain't known, I don't know anyone who's been on tours with a band. Now, I'm sure there is if I really look at it, yeah. right? But off the top of my head, I couldn't name anyone. I know Dynamo did one night with Ian Brown in, might have been Manchester. or No, it was Wales, Cardiff. And uh, apparently he got slated for it. Now, the difference between me and Dynamo, Dynamo is a very, very talented magician, very talented. But he ain't the sort of person to tell someone to go fuck themselves. <laughs> Whereas someone shouts something at me, I will tell them exactly what to do, and I love it. I love the interaction with the crowd. People say stuff to me, I say something back. It's never disrespectful to me, and I'm never disrespectful back. Although I did ask someone tonight, the council cut his hair because it was fucking horrific but uh, you know i think he he shouted something at me so i shouted something back but you know i think i've got i've I've got a bit of a you know people say you are a bit like a rock star up there now this ain't me saying this because i don't class myself as that but you know i have been labeled as rock and roll's favorite magician and i think people have said you know you've got a bit of a swagger you've got a bit of an attitude about you because let's have it right you know, if Paul Daniels got heckled, he would just carry on. But if I get heckled and I'm like, oh, here we go, the best part of the show. Because I've got so many, mate. The best one that I love to do is when you know you're doing your trick and someone shouts something out and you're like, Whoa, 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 hang on, mate. Listen, I don't come into your place of work and start shouting at you, do I? I just say, Can I have a Big Mac please? and then I fuck off. that and- gets <laughs> yes. people love that one, mate. And completely rinses them. They're like Yeah, pretty good. (laughs) But as I say, you know, like if I weren't good, I wouldn't be on the tour. I haven't been dropped here by mistake. I've worked so hard, and I'm so. Each night, you know, I think we've only got Belfast tomorrow, Liverpool Saturday, Nottingham Rock City, Leeds, and London. Right? Like this, this. I've played some of these venues before, yes, and I'm so fortunate to do it. You know, I'm so lucky. I don't go out there and sort of not give it my all. Go out there and give act, I do I said to someone earlier I act as if this is my last show because you're gonna get the best then. If I went out there and went, fuck it, it's another five, six shows, it doesn't matter. No, you have it. You go out there, like I'm loving every moment at this and I don't want it to end. Like when it ends, I don't know what I'll be like because I'm having the time of my life and I think people could see that on the stage. Mm. One of the most beautifulest moments I've ever had in my career was in the Barrowlands on Sunday, I think. I think it was Sunday we played Barrowlands. And at the end, I said to him, this is a dream come true, because I've always wanted to play there. It's like I've always wanted to play Brixton Academy, right? And I just stood there and just looked at the crowd and people were just cheering and clapping. And I just stood there and took it all in. And then the lights went down and I was just sitting still on the stage, looking at the crowd, taking it all in, thinking that's just happened. And then someone put the lights back up and I was still there and people were just all clapping and giving me love, love hearts and that. And I was thinking, fuck, like, wow. And i bottled that. I've bottled all that energy up and I've bottled that moment up and, and I'm going to have that for the rest of my life. No one can ever take that away from me. And that is something I'm super proud of, mate. I'm probably going on one too much now, but it's, I'm very, very proud of myself. And that's something I've never really been in this... Fucking hell, I'm getting a bit emotional talking about So, how, how, how stupid is this? I think it's... Because I've worked so hard at this career, mate, and then COVID hit, and there was a lot of uncertain terms to think, mm. right, what's going to happen next? This opportunity the band have given me, I've took, and I was very nervous at the beginning of this tour. And I tell you what, I'm, if people ask me how it's going, I think I'm smashing it out of the fucking park every night. Like, I've not had one bad feedback. Not one. Now, There's probably some bad feedback out there, but you know what? I've not found it. I'm just loving every moment.
0: That's great to hear. And like, and like you said, you know, there's. Not, I don't. I don't think there's many people mixing the music and magic scene. So it's a testament to you for doing so. So, mate, how did the idea of magic Appreciate mod? That, mate. How did Thank the you. idea of magic mods come about? Was it a fact you were good at magic, into music, and you thought I might have an opportunity here to merge the two and take it forward, or, or was it something you just built and built?
1: So, like, my sister lives in Devon. Kim, she, like, I remember her having a party once. And, well, I mean, every time I go over there, used to be a fucking party, I mate. Mean, you know what I mean? But, like, I remember she had this party and she invited one of her friends over who was a golfer or some shit like that. And he thought he could do card tricks. But it's, like, fucking awful. But I sort of entertained him and went, they're all right. Do you know what I mean? They're pretty cool. And then my sister was like, you do some card tricks. And I was probably about 17, 18 and I did a few card tricks and literally wiped the floor with this geezer. My, my initial thought weren't to take the piss out of him or, or to yeah. upstage him. No, nothing like that. I just showed tricks that I learned. And uh, my sister said, you should go into magic. People would love to see this. Never thought anything of it. And then uh, her husband, Jeremy, said, why don't you, you know, come up with a name? And he'd written on a bit of paper, the magic what I thought, that's fucking brilliant. Like, <laughs> And he came up with a little logo. The thing is, it's so simple. But the best ones always are, mate. You know what I mean? Like, oh, the magnificent magic mod when he's marvellous acts. Like, what a load of bollocks that is, mate. It's it's just the magic mod. The magic mod's magic set. You know? That's it. I, I always say it's like rock and roll's best magic show because I remember when I did a little tour last year on my own, I had bands and music there. Some of them were all right. Do you know what I mean? Like... I'd have someone on the bill who I would listen to. Do you know what I mean? Like, It might not be everyone's cup of tea, but it's what I like. I think you should always help people, right? And I've I've always tried to help bands as much as I can because I've been so grateful to have built a good following up, right? If I could share a band's music or something and it helps them gain just one follower or two followers or even one new stream, then I'm happy with that. Do you know what I mean? I don't go around pretending I'm fucking like Alan McGee or some shit like that, like a lot of people do. But I I just love to help people out because that's what life's all about. You shouldn't want anything in return. You should just want to help people. And um I've gone totally off the subject here, mate. I'm really sorry, it's just what I do.
0: Mate, don't apologize. This is this is my th- head. this is the perfect platform to go off topic, so that's that's never a problem.
1: I just no, I, I, I sometimes people probably listen to this and go, Oh, he's chatting hello politics pilots but it sounds good in my own head. But like it, it's always been like bringing music and magic as I say on stage it's, a, it's, it's always been my dream come true because I get to do a gig and then I get to watch a fucking gig <laughs> like that is mental do you know what I mean I would love to well there's one do you know what I would love to do it's never ever going to happen ever and I know that because it just won't go down well but I would love to um, I'd love to who or like Noel Gallagher or something to say would you like to do something with me because I, would, I that that would be a dream come true I mean the people I've performed with and worked with it's been a dream come true anyway and I'm not getting too big for my boots before people think that it's not like that at all it's that that would be a dream for me if someone said, like this is a dream for me now like if you said to me like, like two years ago you'll be on the full UK and Ireland tour with the Brian Jones down master i go fuck what drugs have you been taking mm. but here I am like no one knows what's going to happen and I think I think I've really... I just give people that entertainment. Like, my act at the moment is... Imagine putting someone like Paul Weller, Liam Gallagher, Paul Daniels, and Tommy Cooper together, and you will getting the magic mod. Put all of them four people in a mixer, and out comes the magic mod. Like, the act at the moment is got... I, I'd love to watch my... Oh, it sounds so stupid, doesn't it? I would love to watch this act. Do you know what I mean? Because I think it'll look fucking brilliant, man. Like sometimes they go fuck me you don't know how lucky you are I would pay good money to watch this act <laughs> that, that, do you know <laughs> what that's, that's, a, a muck
0: about. <laughs> that's a great analogy of of, the, of four people yes. who people all like and respect and you put them in and out comes the magic Well, that's that's a gig poster mate that's the next tour poster that's a great way of uh... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: that's probably yeah I mean listen a lot of people as I said to you before a lot of people think I am an arrogant fucker but I'll be honest I'm not I'm just confident and there's People sometimes mi- mistake confidence for arrogance. I'm just a really confident person. Now, I, I get nervous. I do, like I said to you before. I, I get nervous sometimes. I can't even get on the stage because I'm all full of anxiety and nerves. But that's because I care about what I do. I'm so passionate about everything I talk about and everything I do. I wouldn't. I don't go on one because I think I'm a politician or I think I'm chatting a load of shit. I go on one because I've got a lot to say about my craft. You know, it's, you can't go up to someone... Like, I can't really talk about a load of, like, how it feels for a musician to go out there and do stuff, yeah. no. and But what I can do is tell you how it feels for a magician, a yeah. magician to go out there. And that's why it, it fucking makes me laugh when I had, like... When I did my first tour with the Libertines. Oh, the first time I ever did music with Magic was with Paul Weller. But when I went on a full tour, it was with the Libertines, right? And, like, I've got the enemy they did a review of the Margate gig, which weren't my best gig. And I know that I don't need someone to fucking tell me. Right. I, I learned a lot since that gig. And if I did it again, now I guarantee they weren't right. Nowhere near what they put, but you know, I found the bloke who, who done the review. I wasn't bitter about it, but like, I'm like, listen, mate, you're talking about something that you don't know nothing about. Mm. I mean, to be honest, after people who work for the enemy, know fuck all about music anyway. But, why are you trying to fucking review a, a magic, a magician, when you don't really know what my whole act is about? Like, he was saying, oh, shambolic, when that's the whole point. I want you to think I've got the trick wrong. It's an entertainment. So, I mean, to be honest, like I said to the bloke at the time, I said, the only real reason I ever bought the enemy was if I fucking ran out of toilet paper. <laughs> Fair
0: dues. What's the, what's the hardest thing about being a magician then?
1: Uh, um, so like tonight's probably a good example. That like, I mean, it was a great crowd there tonight, a real packed crowd, all up for it. But I noticed these two guys trying to work out how I did the trick. Right. And I, I just said to them, look, I'm not being funny. I said, lads, just enjoy it. Don't try and think <laughs> about how it's done. Don't try and think about it now. I said, you don't watch Noel Gallagher or Anton play guitar and go, oh, he's playing a G, he should really be playing a C. You know, oh, actually, he's actually playing it like this. I said, just fucking enjoy it. You know, like, if you're going to spend half the time of my set trying to figure out how I've made milk disappear, how I've made a coat ball disappear, and how I've made a fucking pair of shoes appear out of a box, which I could, I could actually, oh, no, camera's on it. Like, do you know what I mean? You're not going to enjoy it. You're going to be thinking so much about how the trick's gone that the moment's gone, and you think, fuck, what's he just done now? But, you know, that's it, isn't it? I think, I think the hardest thing, mate, to answer your question, is that... People will always try and figure out how it's done. Mm. And then they'll they tell you, they go, oh, it's done like this. Like on Twitter, I love it. I do a thing called Magic Mod Monday, which is a great thing. You know, I think it's brilliant that i will come up with that. And I do a trick every Monday. And it just sounds good, roll off the song You know, Triple M, Magic Mod Monday. And uh, you often get people say oh, he's done it like this, done it. And I'm thinking, mate, when you bring out a magic book, I fucking read it. But you're just guessing. <laughs> or... The thing is, everyone's an expert now on everything because they've got Google in their fucking pocket. Do you know what I mean? When this whole COVID thing come out, oh no, I don't need to get a vaccine. I've got everything I need to know on fucking Google. Oh, this bloke's telling me I shouldn't get vaccinated because of this and that. Oh, fuck off. Do you know what I mean? I don't know, I'm listening to myself back now, I'm thinking, fucking hell, Ben, you've changed. Like I don't care anymore. Like no, honestly, like I just people just pick their experts because they've got a phone and Google on it. And it's not the case. You know, like I don't, I don't, I would never dream of watching a gig and trying to review it because I wouldn't know how to review a gig. Every gig I've been to is fucking brilliant. I went to have I ever been to a shit one. I went to a Peter Andre gig once. I took my mum there. Peter Andre, I think's a lovely bloke. I've met him once, but he's not my cup of tea. Do you know what I mean? But I went because my dad didn't want to go, so I had to go with my mum. And um, I think I probably. Tapped my feet on the floor once in one song, was probably Mysterious Girl, it used to be a bit of an anthem, didn't it, back in the day, but I would go out and get his albums, <laughs> you know what I mean, but I would never slate the bloke because he seems like a really nice person and he's 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 earned millions, more than i will ever make in my whole life out of his music, so who am I to judge?
0: So talking about music then, Ben, obviously Peter Andre ain't high on the list of priorities, and I guess you've called the Magic Mod, so it might be an, a simple question, but what kind of music are you into, Ben? <laughs> Like
1: Steps and X Club Seven, <laughs> and a bit of like, uh, I don't know, Metallica and shit like that. No, my actual music range varies, mate, because like before I go on stage, sometimes I listen to a bit of Hans Zimmer. You, you say that to people, and they're like, what the fuck's that? He's written some of the best, in fact, some of people's favorite films have probably got music by Hans Zimmer on. Yeah. You know, like I listen to the Dunkirk soundtrack, now the same bullshit is true. I actually listened to his uh, song called The Mole," and it's really like, it's just like a ticking of a watch, and then it's like, you hear like, sort of like an air rape thing, and it it just really spikes me out before I go on the stage. Obviously, my favourite ever band is The Jam, and the favourite ever writer is Paul Weller, of course. Uh, then, Then Noel Gallagher. Love The Beatles, love The Kings, love The Who, love The Specials, love Madness, Small Faces... Lonnie Donegan, hence why my son's called Lonnie, uh, Fax Domino, Elvis Presley, Buddy Ollie, You know, I could go on all day listing names, you know, DMAs, the Rifles, you know, I could be here all night. Like I could do a podcast, one podcast of me for about two hours just listing off the name of people if you're up for it. You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, it might be like a library of people to listen to, but I just, I think that's best, you know. I, I don't like people who just have one range of music and go, Oh, I'm not listening to that. Fuck. You've got to listen to everything. Like, I, I still like a little bit of rock and roll. My dad my dad was a bit like a teddy boy, my mum was a mod. And uh, you know, like so I've been brought up with all sorts of music. As I said, Cat Stevens, so many different different artists, you know. Lonnie Donegan, when I first listened to him, it took me a while because skipple is it's not everyone's cuff and tape, do you know what I mean? I remember listening to it for the first time and I thought, okay, I listened to it a second time. All right, third time. Loved it. And I remember I must have been the only kid at about age thirteen who had like every single Lonnie Donegan album on C D. So I did Let me show you, look. Look. So this was in um this was in Norwich the other day. I stumbled across a little vinyl shop. I bought so many vinyls on this tour. The Selector what one's this? It just says Selector, it doesn't actually say the name of the song. on the Oh no, sorry, it's Gangsters by the Specials. Oh mate. I love this song, Squeeze, Up The Junction. True. One of the best songs ever. Yeah. Uh, the Style Council, Speak Like A Child. Fucking £2, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is it actually in there? Yeah, it's in there.
0: They must have known you were uh, coming. They must, they must have literally saw you 100%. coming and gone, right, get, get, well, you, get this. You wait for this,
1: mate. You wait for this. Style Council, Ever Changing Moods. Wow. Po- possibly one of my favourite ever Style Council tunes because they do two. So they got the upbeat one. Dun, 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 dun. and then they've got the like the, the, the slowed down sort of acoustic version both versions are beautiful but both are sung differently and uh, such a great tune <laughs> and then I've got the small faces Hitchy Coupon on Amazing. immediate yeah that was I don't know when that was but old 67 1967 and then these three I just had to get it so we got Lonnie Donegan's Hit Parade right? we got This one's just called Lonnie Donegan. And then another Lonnie Donegan hit parade as well. So there was only three Lonnie Donegan single or, sing, you know, uh, seven inches in there. And I just bought all three of them I had to. And the bloke looked at me and I was like, I'm a big fan, mate. Hence why I called my son Lonnie. People don't understand the significance of music when you listen to it. And it it leaves a big impression on your life. See, I I would love to have seen Lonnie Donegan live. My favourite song, Railroad Bill. It is beautiful, absolutely beautiful. The Ballad of Jesse James is a great song as well. Uh, Lost John's brilliant, Dead or Alive. The one everyone does know, though, is Mild does Dustman, Or another one of his biggest ones was Does Your Chewing Gum Lose Its Flavour? Now, people are probably listening to me now going, what the fuck? I tell you now, I recommend listening to it because he was amazing. And he actually influenced a lot a lot of people. Like John Lennon was influenced by Lonnie Donegan, which I never really knew until I read John Lennon's autobiography and there was a bit in there about it. Lonnie Donegan fucking influenced so many people. He, and he was he's he just a genius, mate. I'd love to get hold of like some pan like some lyric piece or something like because I know there's something about seen store one in a like a museum or no it was a museum. Or some something online like some auction thing but right? I went for like big big money but I'd love to have some lyrics him because he was
0: brilliant this is, this is one of the reasons why I love this podcast because people won't associate you with Lonnie Donegan and it always shows a, oh, diff- it shows a different aspect to you as a person and to see how emotive because you can tell when you're talking about Lonnie Donegan how much he means to you and how emotive you already are in it.
1: Let, let me tell you a funny story here mate right, I used to take Lonnie Donigan. this is how much my love for him was right of course i love my oasis and the jam and the who and the blur and blah, blah blah. no forget Blur, but like all that right like no blur all right I don't even want to go on to it because I, a couple of songs i like but i wouldn't buy the fucking album i remember taking my lonnie donagan cd uh lonnie Donegan's greatest hits i bet this is i tell you what mate this podcast is probably going to have me say the name lonnie donagan about 50 <laughs> times you know but anyway I took his album into into school, and I remember I used to, I used to play it right, and I used to mime along to it as if I was singing it, and people used to love it. So I've always been a bit of a performer. Mm. Uh, I just love being on a stage, just love it. Not to show off, I just feel that's my comfort zone. It's very weird, but I feel more comfortable in front of a room of say fifty thousand people than I would with five thousand people or oh, five people. Because yeah. that room with five people is intimate. When you've got a bigger crowd, I feel like I can get away with more, but. um yeah, I used to take his album into school, and it got to the point where the woodwork, the DT woodwork, the DT teacher, Mister Berry, his name was, who was actually from Ireland, he copied me a. He said, Ben, oh, I've got I've got a bit of Lonnie Donegan for you. Would you like me to copy a CD for you? I went, all right, mate. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, okay, okay. Don't tell anyone. I don't want you to think that you're my favourite. <laughs> I said, okay. Anyway, he gave me he gave me Lonny hit parade. I did. I didn't know how to tell him that I already had it because he copied it off his he copied it off his, it off his um, computer or something, but he actually had a bit of paper in there and he's handwritten every song. And I was like, I haven't got a bottle to tell him that I've already got this. So I just said, thank you very much. And uh, I think I ended up buying it probably a fucking Lynx gift set or something. I can't remember now, but I thought that was just a lovely touch that so I had that bond with a teacher, which was over Non-Udonigan, because when I told him that was an artist I really liked, he told me stories of how he saw him and that. And all of a sudden, the teacher or I used to, I used to fucking hate the gigs. as soon as we had the same sort of like passion in music, yeah. we were like friends. We used to be like, oh, what's happening, mate? All right, uh, have you listened to that CD I'm watching? No. Oh, yes, yes, brilliant. Thank you. That's okay. I'll get you another one. You know, like
0: yeah. That's that's the power. Of, that's the power of music. So I hope if Mr. Berry is listening, you haven't shattered his illusions Ooh. of uh, having that CD. <laughs>
1: Listen, mate. I'd be very surprised if he is because he was knocking on a bit. But what a lovely bloke. I I hope he is because he was a really lovely bloke. And, I, you know, God bless him.
0: Absolutely. So you mentioned that Lonnie Donegan CD. What was the first CD you bought, Ben? Was there one before it? What was the first CD you got?
1: Yeah, the jam. It was the jam on Modcoms. I remember going to Devon and there was this old CD shop. I mean, of course I've had CDs before I bought this. But the first one that I ever bought, my own pocket money... Was a CD of the Jam All Mod Cons, and it, it was a, a re, like one of the first CDs that they brought out. It was in this little cardboard slot and all that, right? And I thought, fuck, I want to get this on vinyl. And I remember getting it on vinyl, and then I got more and more. But it was All Mod Cons, was the first one. The first final I actually bought record wise was set in Sunstone. That album for me is the. Soundtracks to my life, maybe like the settings. Of course, now we're going off. Su- we're not going off subject, but of course, I've got a big passion for Lonnie Donovan as we say. But if you would put a gun to my head right now and say, "What's your best fucking favorite uh, album?" I say, "Setting sounds by the Jam," followed by "The Gift by the Jam," followed by "The Best of the Beatles." <laughs> 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 no, I don't know. I've never. It's probably another Jam one because the thing is with the Jam. And I think why they got such a big following is you can relate to every song, that everyone can relate to a song from the jam and say, yeah, I've lived that, or that's me. And what I think was so good is they, they actually were the voice of the people. Do you know what I'm saying? But like they talked about the struggles and, you know, struggle after struggle, day after day, you know, year after year. Like, it's, they know what they're talking about. It's not like he's out there and Mr he's, he's, the Weller's talking a load of bollocks. He's he's chatting sense. And I think that's why he's always had such a good following, because he speaks for the people. And, I mean, what's a band? If a, if i tell you now, if a band come, if, if the jam were about now, they would still be the best band in the world. Like, if, all of a sudden, if, when they were out in the 70s, like late 70s, if you were to put them into this, mm. this day and age now, they would fucking blow up, mate. They would take, take over the world. Like, there hasn't been a band, in my opinion, I mean, yeah, all right. I'm not talking about your Oasis and I'm talking after that. I can't name a band that's really blown me away. I love the DMAs and I love the Rifles. Like, that, are for me, brilliant, two fantastic artists. But in terms of what bands like Oasis and The Jam did and shit like that, like, it's fucking eight one. I mean, everyone's going on about it, it's 1975 and I'm like, what oh, the fuck's that? I know that was when fucking Fulham were in the FA Cup <laughs> final against West Ham and lost, but what... what? who fucks this
0: you know what I mean I couldn't name one song yeah I I, tell yeah. What, I, I feel the same way and I don't know if it's because I'm getting old and missing the point but it doesn't feel to me anyway personally that any band obviously I'm 42 so I was six, I was 16 when Nebworth happened and I was at Nebworth and that felt like a whole culmination yeah. of everything and my mind was blown by it but it doesn't feel like right. there's been a Nebworth moment for this generation although you could argue that Liam Gallagher at Nebworth was, that, was this generation's Nebworth moment
1: yeah, but you can't know, can you? Because it's never going to be the same life. I had tickets, me and the missus, and we ended up giving them away. We'd done an, um, a, like a raffle for Macmillan, I think it was. It was on Twitter anyway. And we done it for a, a charity because I didn't want to give the tickets away. If I was giving them away, I wanted to do like that like, raffle. So I think it was like a pound the ticket or 50p. And we ended up raising more than the tickets were for for a great cause. But I just, I just got put off by all the travel and, and it was on the same day as the Jubilee. And I don't want to be one of them kids who went, ew, I went to Nebworth the second coming. Like, if I wanted to go there, I wanted to go to the first one. Uh, you know, I, I, And let's be honest, mate, MTV filmed it and I had a better enough seat at my house watching it. You know, watching MTV at Nebworth or whatever it was yeah. when, when they did it, you know. And I mean, good luck to Liam. He's he, um, What he's doing is brilliant and I love him. He's such a lovely bloke every time I've seen him. He's he's a, he's a brilliant artist, a lovely person. I'm not knocking him for what he's doing because he's he. he there's not many people who could pull two nights at Nedworth. I don't care what anyone says. People didn't just go just so they could say, I went to Nedworth. People went because Liam Gallagher is a fucking fantastic artist and people love to see him, right? I haven't got a problem with that. That's not why I didn't go. It's <laughs> because I didn't want to wait three hours on a train or... or you know, queue up for a fucking bottle of water for five hours or something, like I did at Finsbury when he played Finsbury. The queue was ridiculous. And I thought, I'll give it a pass, you know what I mean? But I'm sure it was brilliant. You know, you know, the pictures and all that look great. But so I remember seeing the Stone Roses, I can't remember how many times I've seen them and you can't help but think that's oh, it's not the same as it was back in the day. you
0: know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a different, yeah, it's a different moment. It's a different moment in time. Of course it is, it's a man, of course atmosphere. it is. Different moment in time. That feels a bit of an apt time to ask you, if are you into festivals? I know you've done Shine On and you've done Kaleidoscope.
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm just an old-fashioned fucker now, but I'm just down to a gig, like festivals and camping and sleeping in tents and seeing everyone knows someone who's stoned up at like one in the morning talks to you and he knows a friend of a friend or a friend of a friend and he's got the same shirt as you and he I can't be bothered with all that bollocks anymore mate maybe I'm just boring I don't know but yeah I've probably been to like less than five festivals six maybe I don't know like not for me mate I
0: prefer going for a gig and then going to my own bed Do you, do you have a favourite gig then Ben? Is there one obviously you sound like you've oh. gone, gone to loads of gigs is there a favourite for you
1: yeah, I went. Me and Lonnie the other day went to fucking what's his name? Ickle Pickle in the Night Garden, whatever. That was monumental. Yeah. Indeed. So and it was in Belfast as well. And he was, uh, it was sensational. The glow sticks were on a fucking wave. I'm telling you, it was brilliant. <laughs> but if I'm being serious. My favourite gig is Hyde Park. The Who, Paul Weller, Johnny Marr, and the Rifles. Fuck, that is like a dream lineup. Was it 2013 or 14, something like that? What a gig, mate. And Miles Payne come out and did um, That's Entertainment with Paul. And I just did fucking, I don't know, got pissed up with everyone else. You know what I mean? Just enjoyed the moment. So at least I remember gigs these days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that yeah. was a great gig. I've definitely got the photos that I was there. I'll tell you that much.
0: It sounds like that could even be your fantasy festival. Almost, I would imagine. I would hazard a guess. at around well, we were...
1: We, we, Listen,
0: hold your horses, son, all right? <laughs> we'll we get there. We've got a good little lineup. We'll get there. I'm looking forward to hearing all about the lineups. So like I said at the top of the pod, this is all about our guest. He gets to play his fantasy festival, so, Ben gets to choose any five acts who must play one of their studio albums in full and to end his fantasy festival. Ben gets to choose a song for all of his acts to perform at the end of his fantasy festival. So for any first-time listeners, it's a very simple concept. Five acts take five time slots. I mentioned Ben, Lewis, and Josh in my last episode from Revivalry. They created their Rev Fest fantasy festival. They had, uh, as their opening act, the Pigeon Detectives. They were followed up in the super second slot by the Jack Fletcher Band, who were a new band. In their Midway Madness slot, they went for City Lights, again another new band. In their pre-headline act, they went for the Lottery Winners, and for their headline act, they went for Arctic Monkeys. So a good mixture of established bands and new bands. And for their encore, they had all five acts play together, Hey Jude. So, lovely Fantasy Festival, great episode with the boys. Hard to believe they're only 15 and the other one's 14. So uh, so good for their age and a great band. I heavily go and recommend them to anyone listening. So, Ben, this is your Fantasy Festival. Before we talk about your five acts and any acts that are going to miss out, you've got to give your Fantasy Festival a name and we've got to give it a venue. So, Mr. Magic Mod, what are you going to call your Fantasy Festival?
1: Fuck. I ain't even thought about that, mate. I know you thing is I know you
0: messaged me saying, Right, have a think and I just went, yeah, I'll just make it up on the spot. Modfest. Fuck it, why not? Modfest. Modfest. I like it. We've got Modfest. So we go back to Hyde Park. You can take us to Craven Cottage. Never had a fantasy festival at Craven Cottage. We can go to Barrowlands. Yeah, great shout.
1: Great shout. Great shout. No, I think after the other day, Barrowlands, mate. No, no, fuck it. Brixton Academy, I love it there. I've got, and it's so sad what happened.
0: I know. And
1: what what they're going through at the moment, but I mean, I hope, and pray that everything will. Be all right. I'm sure it will, but I mean, no one should ever go to a gig and expect what happened. You know what happened there. And you know, it's just it's not right. And I'm sure it will be sorted. You know, it's something I can't. Well, I'm not the one to comment about that, but I just hope that they sort sorted out sooner rather than later because that is a beautiful place to watch a gig.
0: Yeah, I've seen some very iconic bands there in my youth. Um, they always had a good gig. So yeah, hopefully it um, is able to be a gig venue again and sort itself out. So Ben, you've already spoken about loads and loads of amazing acts but you only get to take five with, with you into Modfest. Are there any you want to shout out who aren't getting into Modfest but who you love oh, and want to give a, a kudos to? I've just built this fucking Coke.
1: Oh, for people who are listening, that's not a fucking bag of it. I've just spilled the <laughs> Coke to drink. You know what I mean? I've just... It's just gone all over the place. Hang on, let me get a towel away there, mate. I mean, we're we're lying, didn't
0: we? We're lying. We are, we are lying. Oh, look,
1: there's a towel here. I've took my shoes off. I mean, keep this in so I
0: can... This is gold. This is gold. Someone will message (laughs) going, it wasn't really Coke liquid, was it? And I'll be like, yeah, it was. It wasn't. There's nothing wrong to that. For fuck's sake. Look, I just hope it
1: hasn't gone all the way through. Because I don't want to get a bill. (laughs) I've got my on the floor, but no, we're good, we're good, I've got it. Right,
0: five backs, yeah? Well, you get to take five backs, but any you want to mention who are outside of the five, are you, if you had more spaces, you put in.
1: <laughs> I just heard your man say about the Pigeon detectives, I've got so much time for them, Matt, the lead singer, I've had I I very, good people been contact with him quite a bit, lovely bloke, he used to um, exchange, he's a, he's a Leeds fan, and me and him were going to go to the Fulham Leeds game, together. by him. lovely bloke, and he actually discovered me through the Magic Mod Mondays and that, lovely fellow, fucking great front man. I hope yeah. you tag him in this because I, and, and let him know that I'm saying, well, I mean, I've told him before, but I mean, he's a great front man. And in fact, when I first went on Soccer AM, they were the band who were playing. I can not think what song it was they sung. It wasn't one of their, I found that, I can't It must have been a later one of
0: the- outside of the first album because the timeline, yeah, the timelines. It was. Yeah. It was like, I can't remember, but, Cracking
1: man, man. I love seeing them. I've seen them so many times and like the energy levels yeah, and the way he, he pings his mic around like Roger Daltrey, do you know what I mean? He's brilliant, man. So yeah, them. I mean, they might even make it. I don't know who I'm going to have yet. That's the thing with me. So i just go with the flow. Who else? I mean, well, they're going to definitely make it. And do you know what, right? Paul's, Paul's daughter, Leah Weller. I've been listening to a lot of her new album. I think it came out last month or a month before. Beautiful voice. Absolute stunning voice, and uh, Cass Craddock, who is Steve Craddock's young boy, um plays the guitar. Brilliant, you know. I, I've I've been around. I've known Steve and Paul for a long time now, and I've watched their their children grow up. I'm, I'm not talking like an old person. Yeah. I'm just saying, like I remember Cass when he was a young little kid, right? And to see him grown up now into a lovely gentleman that he is, it's just beautiful. And Leah is is a fantastic singer. Fantastic singer, she really is, and I've seen her perform a few times. Sometimes she comes out and helps Paul uh, Greenwich have a great gig. She come out and did you do something to me? And she knocked it out of the park, the girl. She really did. So uh, I recommend people give her new album a, a, a you know a hit up because it's well worth it. So I would love to give her a little mention, like I have. uh Who else? Who else? Ben. I mean, as I said. I've got a wide range of music. Should, can I just smash on with the five acts? I yeah, know. Yeah,
0: let's let's get on with the five. Is there anyone else you want to shout out? New acts that you're listening to? I normally ask people, but because you said you were listening to a whole range of things, I didn't. Any new new yeah, acts?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest, mate. This ain't me for being rude. Like, there's so many that if I if I didn't say, you know, I am listening Broadway. to so many new yeah. bands at the moment, and I don't want to, people to listen and think I'm favourite being favourite, fav. You know, giving someone. Favoritism, like right. Regency, the top of me. Dino's new band, Uh Mays You know, doing great things from from a London-based band. You know, I think they've done, just put out a gig at uh, Dublin Castle, sold it out in a couple. Yeah, of hours they have it. playing sep-
0: playing September. Maze will be May, well. I don't normally give my guests this the way, but Mays will be on the podcast very soon. Oh well,
1: well, well. Tag them in this because then they can see that I do say good stuff about. And,
0: uh,
1: <laughs> I love the boys. They're great, great bunch of boys. They are. Who else? There's so many, mate. Honestly. It really is, and I don't just want people to think that I'm fav being you know yeah. it's not, not about there. There is so many that I don't wanna just fucking name a couple which I already have, but Yeah. Anyway, my top
0: five, yeah? Alright, well let's well, let's go. Two o'clock then. Modfest, and Academy, your first act get an hour, two till three. Ben, who's gonna be your opening act? The rifles.
1: Oh, can it be can it be past or present?
0: Anyone you like, mate, alive, dead. Current old
1: right, 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 right. This changes the game a lot now, but it's still going to be the rifles.
0: <laughs> why you've already mentioned them, but why, why? Why opening act? What are they going to bring to the table?
1: Why, well, I think that they are the most underrated band not in not in the UK in the fucking world, mate. Because their albums, Joel Genius, like Luke, all of them, and they're great lads. And I've built a friendship with all of them, which I'm proud of because they are a band I used to listen to. That that first album, fuck me what an album. Do you know what I mean? Like, if someone was to bring that out now, Jesus, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Their following's great. They've got such a loyal fan base, a bit like BJM or I'm with now. Their fan base is so loyal, right, that like, I think they would be the best opening act. And, you know, I don't think the tickets, you have to turn up early or you can't come in. So everyone no I mean? got to be in early? Fucking right, mate. And it ain't like one of them things where, like, I saw Liam at Finsbury or somewhere and, and they put the DMAs on first and then, couple of fans who I weren't really too interested in, but they got you all there, so you had to buy the fucking drinks there and that. And Mm. I was like, Moody. Because I wanted to see the DMAs before I saw fucking Liam. So yeah, opening out the Rifles.
0: Good shout. First time the Rifles have ever been picked for a fantasy festival and they get to open (laughs) Modfest. Mate, that's the fucking...
1: That is a crime that no one's mentioned them before, I tell you.
0: Been been mentioned before on the pod, but never picked, never been lucky enough to make it to the five. But they are in Modfest, playing two till three. We'll take a half hour break. I think drinks in this one, mate, are just given out and it's easy to get a drink at Brixton Academy for your fantasy mate, festival. Mate, people can bring their own. Alright, people can bring their own whilst enjoying the music. Second super second is happening, Ben. They're going to play from half three to half four. Who are you going to have?
1: Australian band, the BMAs. I, I I remember going to a gig, or oh, was I performing? No, I was performing a gig in Portsmouth, um, of all places. And this bloke come up to me and said, have you ever heard the DMAs? I went, no. And he showed me a picture. I went, fucking hell. They look like the sort of people who are going to rob your nan, <laughs> right? How wrong was I? They are fucking unbelievable. Tommy's voice is stunning. I can listen to his voice. In fact, they have been my most played band for the last three or four years now, like on Spotify. That I've just been rinsing their albums to the point where... Play it out, it's probably my most played song, and the the new version on their Brixton Live um album, I think I played that about two, three times a day because the guitar beat at the end gets me right in the mood. So all right, the, the dma on on playing all of their album Hill's End from start to finish.
0: Alright, we can sort that out. So the DMA's are your super seconds act second time they've been picked, uh Mr. Magic Mods. So they've been picked before band. They're going to take your super second slot and play their Hills End album. I'll take a half hour break and it's time for Midway Madness, five till six. So you've had the Rifles, you've had the DMAs. Who are you going to have on next, mate? I would
1: have, right? I'm not even... No. No, all right. I'll have him later. I would have Small Faces. Good slot.
0: Small Faces. You,
1: you did say half the Yeah, ago.
0: yeah, absolutely. S- small yeah, Faces. Small Faces. Okay. Why? Why? why right. I guess it's pro- might be an obvious answer given... The mod title, but why the small faces?
1: Steve Marriott, the voice that, in my opinion, that voice is never going to die, god bless him. He he had such a unique voice that you don't have to listen to the music, you can just listen to his voice and go, ah, Steve Marriott, you know what I mean? Right. Like, everyone can relate to that voice, a bit like when you hear Paul Weller singing Noel Gallagher leaving Liam Gallagher. Their voices, he's, his voice will stand the test of time. His vocals on Tin Soldier, wow. Blow me away, but he, I mean, you know, God rest his soul. He, he, the guy was a genius and he was just such a cool guy. You know, I love reading, I've read his biography and read so much about the small faces, and he just seemed like an absolute gent. So I can't not pick him. The second one, the, the, the next act is going to be the hardest one though, because it's a toss up.
0: All right, so we've got small, small faces in midway madness. That's the third time they've played a fantasy festival, so small faces on the bill. So yeah, so you now you've got a pre-headline act still to pick and your headline act. So your pre-headline act get an hour and a half to play from half six to eight o'clock, and then your headline act are going to play from half eight to eleven. Now I'm pretty... Do you know what? There's three names who I reckon who I think you're going. to... Well, there's only three names I got, and you only got two spaces. So I'm not going to put any words. I'm not going to put any words in your mouth. I'm going to let you tell me who they are, and I'll tell you if the, if if you go with who I think you're going to go with. So your pre-headline go act, then Ben it's either
1: going to be it's going to be the Who. Yeah, I bet you ain't put down. Yeah, you put them down. Yeah, are you out? Yeah, right. It's going to be the Who, Lonnie
0: Donegan, and then we know who the first one is. So it's not even worth saying. Do you know so what it's going to be? Uh... <laughs> the fr- I, I didn't. I didn't put Lonnie Donegan. I had I had Weller, the Who, and I thought you'd chuck in Noel or, or Oasis.
1: See, that's why it was hard. But, I mean, I bet exactly Cole and Oasis have had so many. I guarantee they've been mentioned so many times. So I'm actually going to say Lonnie Donegan. All right? right, because as I said, I mean, I've spoken about him so much. You know, I think more people should give him a listen and then thank me later on Twitter. To be honest with you, because he's brilliant, mate. I still listen to him on the fucking tour bus earlier on. I listened to him, <clears throat> and I'll listen to him in a minute when I got to pack up all my stuff. I've got. Mate, hey, honestly, if I showed you this dressing room for one person doing a fucking magic act, I have so many bags. I've got one, two, three suitcases. No, one, two suitcases and one, two, three, four, five bags. Uh, do you know what I mean? Fucks.
0: Is, is that just clothes I say, yeah? Is that just because you don't know what to wear? Is that- <laughs> I've got one bag, one big
1: suitcase, which is full up with clothes. Another, another case, which is full up with like... No, actually, I've got... I come with four parkers, two, <laughs> like, jackets, hip-up jacket. I've got about five five jackets on the bus. I've got another one, two, three jackets here. Four jackets here. I've got too many. That's not even fucking half of it. That's probably not even a dent on my fucking clothes. But very lucky. It's very lucky there. because a lot of, lot, of, lot of brands. And Penguin, they sent me a load of stuff the other day. I like Penguin, so... I was very glad when I got home one day to open a box
0: with, like, there's about fucking 25 items. Amazing. Honestly. Oh, mate. Amazing. But, uh, back
1: to Modfest. What was it? Yeah, Lonnie Donegan. So I've got Lonnie yeah, Donegan.
0: All right, so Lonnie Donigan never been picked for a fantasy festival before, Ben, so you're breaking the mould. You've got Lonnie Donigan he's played fucking... half six to eight o'clock. So that leaves one slot, your headline act slot, from half eight to 11 o'clock. Now, we've spoken loads Ooh. about Weller and the jam. You've spoken about The Who as well but you can only take one unfortunately
1: now listen i would i've seen the who play i'd love to have seen the who with um keith Moon. i think that was it just been sensational but for me it's got to be the jam it it was never going to be anyone else it had to be the jam and they could play for as long as they want they could do every single fucking album they brought out for all i care it's just to be amazing to see them i don't want them to reform though because it's like i don't want to see oasis reform because what's been done is done leave the past in the past all solo stuff. It, 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 guy's phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal, and I love, I love his solo stuff to the point where, set on, on Sunset, I'm actually in one of the songs doing the clapping on Old Father Time, and I'm actually listed in the credits as well. Now, if there is never a fucking question on the Chase saying name a magician who's been involved in a number one album and it ain't the Magic <laughs> Mod, then fuck,
0: no one named. Do you know what? I, I, I've got that written down. I was going to mention that at the end because I thought I didn't want to ask you early about it in case we'd done any kind of spoiler because I figured that obviously yeah. Weller would come up in that. But, I mean, that that whole experience, right, and I've obviously seen pictures of you and Paul on your website and obviously if I Google Magic Mod, you and Weller obviously come up quite instantaneous. Yeah. But I can't imagine there's many people who are as lucky as you are to get to actually, A, meet their idol, nah. B, actually go on their idol's... Album as well, because yeah. you are credited on that is a credit you have on the yeah, album.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm on all them albums. I've got a credit saying the Claps Magic Mod. And I remember one day I woke up to a, a WhatsApp from Paul, and it and was a picture. I it was this? Uh, I thought it was like lyrics to a song, because you know you could see like a preview, and I clicked on it, and it was the fucking back of this album before it was printed, and it said Magic, uh, it said Claps Magic Mod, and with his words to said Underneath, fame at last. And I was like, <laughs> brilliant. I couldn't care what happened. Like I said, it's the whole cliche, mate, right? But it is. Everything I've done in my life, it's been a dream come true. Yeah. To the point, having my son, my beautiful boy, Lonnie, is a dream come true. Meeting my fucking fiance, Nadine, dream come true. My going on the road with bands, dream come true. You know, life, my life couldn't be any more perfect, mate. I'm, I'm so grateful, very grateful.
0: And your life's only about to get better because now you get to name your encore, right? So you've got The jams who are going to bring back out Lonnie Donegan, The Small Faces, The DMAs and The Rifles and they get to play one song to close your fantasy festival. It can be any song, mate. It can be a song yeah. by the, any of those five. It could be a song by The Who, Oasis, anyone. It could be Hans Zimmer if you want.
1: Possibly. <laughs> well, there be no fucking words if it was, mate. I tell you. So this is possibly one of the best songs and they're, they're all going to play Gimme Shelter by The
0: Rolling Stones. Great track, great track. You've not really mentioned the Stones. Are, are you into the Stones or just like loosely? Yeah, yeah,
1: of course, man. There's, there's, listen, we could have done a whole podcast talking about this, man. I actually listened to a bit of Stones earlier. I was going to buy, went into a vinyl shop in Dublin. I was going to buy some Stones albums, but in the end, I just bought a fucking bootleg, Liam Gallagher, and transmit. Do you know what I mean? Because I've got loads of Stones. Love the Stones. Brilliant band. Under my thumbs, probably my favourite Beatles, probably my favourite Stones track because it's just the way it starts but um, give me shelter simply of the devil them top three stone songs right there
0: great stuff right so give me shelter is your encore and that end do you know do you
1: know do you know who else I want to mention actually who what, what the toss- up was and this ain't even bullshit the toss- up between Lonnie Donegan and the who and I was also going to put uh, the Brian Jones massacre in it, because I've been watching them every night I mean I've been a fan of their music for a long time now I've right? got a load of their albums I've been watching them every night now for the last two weeks right? They are one of the best live bands I've seen, and that ain't bullshit because I'm on tour with them. Hands down, one of the best live acts I've seen. That the Anton on stage is, is is the guy is a genius, multi-talented musician. Everybody.
0: All right, let's let's lock in your fantasy festival. So we've got Modfest taking place, Brixton Academy opening act. We've got the Rifles, Super Seconds, the DMAs playing Hills End album in full. Midway Madness, Small Faces pre-headline act, Lonnie Donegan headline in the jam, and for your shelter, all of your five acts are going to play Gimme Shelter. That sounds like an amazing fantasy festival to me. You happy to lock that one in? fucking happy with that, man. Mate, <laughs> that's really good. So, before we end this one, then, Ben, what does the next couple of months look like for you? Obviously, you're on tour with the Brian Jonestown Mask at the moment, having a great time, going down really well. What does the rest of 2023 right. look like? Fuck
1: knows, mate. I'm one of these people, right, who I just take every day as it comes. So, I, I know I've got some gigs booked in, but, I'm just enjoying the moment at the moment, <laughs> literally. So, no, mate, I've got some good things happening at the moment, but it's all... Oh, fuck me. There you go. New fun. <laughs> yeah, a lot of things are happening, mate, but it's all, like, announced nearer the time. Do you know what I'm saying? One of them little fuckers. And in terms By of- the way, on this tour, I've discovered the best drink, right? Chopped up ginger. Now, not too much, right? Sprinkle it in the bottom of the cup then get a lemon, cut the lemon up, get a load of honey Squirt a little bit of the honey, then get the boiling water. Pour the boiling water, then get another little bit of ginger. Put that on top, and then some more honey. Fucking unbelievable, mate! I'm telling you, it's like fucking angel kiss. <laughs> it's good for the
0: throat as well. Amazing. So, Ben, if anyone wants to keep on track, and I'm sure most people listening probably follow you anyway. But if anyone doesn't follow you and wants to keep on track of your stuff, how do people find you? I know you've got a wicked website. That I was looking through before; it's really informative. But how do people find you? Uh, just give a plug yeah that,
1: to, website, to that website's fucking brilliant to be fair like I'm not blowing me on trump here like the guy who does it paul jackman he's done a really good job with that and each night i've been sending him stuff on the tour and he's been updating it but magic modern just magic modern all socials really i mean my instagram got hacked up by some who who's trying to knock out fucking cryptocurrency and all that i mean fair play if it's real you should give me a fucking cut of it but <laughs> yeah, it's lost all my followers and um I've got a new account up, but it's hard to re- get a refollowing mm. after because people are a bit sketchy, rightly so. But um, Mod on Twitter, and Twitter's probably my obvious, um, my go-to page. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and on there, you can see all clips, right? So you still do Magic Mod Monday when you're not on tour, and you can still see everything that you do right. and keep up yeah. to date. That's it, man. Awesome. All right, so that is it. Thanks to everyone who's listening to the 190th episode of the Fantastical Podcast. If you've enjoyed this one, please subscribe and give the podcast a review. You can review it on iTunes and you can also rate the show on Spotify. And don't forget to recommend this pod to all of your families and your friends. The Magic Mods on Twitter, so is the podcast. You can find us at P and we are also newly on TikTok as well. Very early days on TikTok. So oh,
1: you've gone to the other side, mate. I'm fucking on that
0: as well. It's, it's uh, My 10-year-old daughter is a legend, Elliot. I'm not so much. Still finding my feet, I'll say. No, no, they love it.
1: Do you know what I forgot to say? Are you fucking cold? you got a scarf
0: on, mate. Oh, mate, I love wearing my scarf. I wear it all the time. I absolutely love my I was going to say, if you
1: want to put fucking a couple of pounds in the electricity, <laughs> mate? Put
0: that fucker on. <laughs> you know what I love mean? the scarf. Love the scarf. Unfortunately, on this pod, can't play music, but I'll get some tracks from Ben because Ben's spoken so passionately about Lonnie Donegan and tracks like from the DMAs and the Rifles who people may know but may not know so i'll get some tracks from ben we'll like get a nice little episode description at the end uh of this podcast descriptions so scroll down listen to it there'll be a link to spotify on that one so ben massive thank you mate for coming on i know you're in the middle of a tour you're Welcome, in a mate. you're in a changing room how have you found it because like you said these podcasts tend to go a bit deeper right so you said like it was you were getting into pretty emotive shit quite quite early on how have you found being on this podcast
1: I have i found being on the podcast yeah I've enjoyed it, mate. I'm just like talking a lot of bollocks. So it's like fucking therapy, really, just without paying fucking fifty quid.
0: Yeah, I'll start. I'll start charging uh-huh. soon, right? <laughs> Steady on, mate. <laughs> so I'll be back uh, next week with episode number one hundred and twenty. So please make sure to join me. But until then, stay safe, my fantastical friends. Please continue to spread the word, and that word is fantastical. Thanks for listening.